of the Lord. We begin this service in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Somebody begin to bless the name of God. Thank God for yet another special gathering. Somebody say prayer intense explosion. Prayer intense explosion. Bless the name of the Lord. Give thanks unto God. For this is the will of God concerning your life. Thank God, thank God for this moment. Yet another move of the Spirit. Bless the name of the Lord. It is always a special thing to be in the presence of God. Somebody lift up your voice. Pray. Bless God. Veda 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 let everything that has breath give thanks on God. Let everything that has breath raise the name of the Lord. Kabasada <laughs> Rasada we are not working on some formulas and templates so that we will say what he did yesterday, he will do the same today. It's a special gathering, a special moment. Let us pray. Let Spirit move. 
spirit move spirit do your work have your way in this meeting in wherever we are our individual locations on this platform take charge of the atmosphere lift up your voice and pray somebody say spirit take charge spirit take charge move move in your midst do your thing even this special meeting Oh God, leave the hands of And there were two who were not part of the garden, and yet they started speaking and prophesying. Sabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabad
Amen. Amen. We bless God. God bless you for making it a point to join us. God bless our Papa, Mr. Douglas Okai Akufu, for this time to lead the people of God. And as we all know, we couldn't have our original arranged program, but yet God has attended to us. We want to lift up prayer unto God in the light of our prayer intense explosion. Prayer intense. We make intensive prayer until we can experience the supernatural reality explode in our lives. Somebody says supernatural realities, spiritual realities. Supernatural realities, spiritual realities. We are making a prayer with the word of God. In John chapter 6, verse 63, Jesus said, The words I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. It is the spirit that gives life. The flesh profited nothing. And he said, This is the bread that came down from heaven. Your fathers ate manna. And they were hungry. Whoever comes to me shall never hunger. And whoever believes in me will never test. John chapter 6, verse 33 to 35. John chapter 6, verse 63. We are making a prayer with this way that, oh God, let the word minister to my needs let the word become flesh you see they eat and they are not satisfied because they have not eaten of the bread of life they satisfy their desires their passions they think all these things will strengthen their weakness and yet they are not satisfied because they have not drunk of the fountain of life the word is spirit the word is life it will satisfy your desires, satisfy your pleasures, satisfy your weakness, satisfy everything that is within you. The word will take on form. We learned that God breathed into man. Man became a living soul. When the word takes on flesh, the word makes manifest in your life. What we are praying is that, oh God, let the word minister to me. Let the word work within me. Let the word feed my desires, feed my passions, feed my weakness, feed me that i am full let the word feed me let the spirit feed me ah lift up your voice and make prayer shada zahakata rasu gitaba lego sindi haranda bada bada be be fed by the word be fed by the word by the spirit of god ah the bread that came down from heaven even the fountain of life is fed be fed to the point that even offense doesn't become a problem 
we can be able to let go because we are fed our passions are not fed with the physical things they are not fed with the human provision our desires our needs are somebody we are doing some heart checks we are doing some spiritual work ah that if we through the spirit mortify the desires of the flesh let the word mortify my desires let the word transform me let the word take on substance make manifest in my life wake me wake me let the spirit minister life in the name of jesus somebody type in the name of jesus let the word feed me let the word feed me let the word enter into my spirit enter into my soul attend to my needs attend to my transformation lift up your voice pray 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 it is in the spirit of the word that we receive of the very word itself we receive of the anointing of the word I don't know how the word has transformed your life. Ah, somebody pray, my God, my God, even in this moment of life, in this current generation, I want your word to change me. Oh, my Jesus, feed me. Bread of heaven, bread of heaven, feed me till I want no more. Satisfy me. Ah, feed me till I want no more. Somebody type bread of heaven. Somebody type bread of heaven. Feed me, feed me. Oh, spirit of God, feed me with the word. Feed me with the word. Satisfy me with the word. The words I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. They bad the house. I do see to have the man covered. Lavadas of 
you see the first adam became a living soul the second adam a life-giving spirit a life-giving spirit so that we are no more living a solely cow life that is fed by the flesh now we are living a life a solely cow life a spiritual life revived by the second adam even our risen lord christ jesus somebody say hallelujah hallelujah we are making a prayer that heavenly father let everyone who has been offended by me and they have taken the offense so serious so heavy that they are working against you with that principle and everyone who has been offended in you who thinks somebody has been offended by you some people you didn't offend even your life just gives them an offense they are only offended in you jesus said that a time is coming many of you shall be offended in me our prayer is that let everyone who has been offended by you or offending with you who is working against you let their working let god work justice let god speak justice according to psalm 9 let god speak justice let god work justice let all their accusations fall flat fall flat even that is working against your family because of some offense let god speak now let justice be said lift up your voice in prayer Somebody offended 
are you taking the case out into the realms of darkness working against you let god speak justice let god work justice even according to his word in the name of jesus bible says in psalm 9 that he charges in righteousness he upholds the righteous we clear every offense even in the blood even in the blood God bless you for praying and we know that who at all shall bring a charge against God's elect no one we are victorious we are vindicated the offense is cleared and we enter into the land of possibilities in the name of Jesus hello Papa Yes, sir. God, God bless you so much Thank for, for God bless you so much for availing ourselves. We are praying in the name of Jesus. Whatever you are, if you are ready for some encounter, I want you to talk to me and say, May the Lord release me to the place of the angelics. We are praying right now that Father, let there be a release of angels, let there be a special release because of me, because of tonight's power because of tonight's activity 
I come in the place of angels. I come in the place of ministries. I come in the place of, 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 of angelic encounters. I come to the realization, the consciousness, anything that is limiting my access into the angelic realm, anything that is limiting my access, limiting my flow, limiting the flow of the angelic around me right now, even as I lift up prayer. I want you to be very conscious. I want you to be very focused, even in this season. It's a season that you don't want to, you don't want to joke with certain things and allow distractions and all that. It's a season that you build your consciousness. What you are doing is not just leading you in prayer, but what you are doing is also training your mind, training your consciousness, training your sensitivity so that you can be sensitive to the environment. You are praying that right now, Father, I come to the place of the angelic. I come to the place where the angels become so real. I break out of my flesh. I break out of my human limitations. I break out of my mental limitations. Even in the name of Jesus, I experience the fullness of the angelics. I experience the fullness, the experience, the consciousness. Even in the name of Jesus, lift up your voice and begin to pray. Come on, lift up your voice. Let me hear you. Let me hear you.
Now we are, we are going to do something. The man of God, those on the line, please, if you are not engaging, drop off. You are really discouraging me tonight. I don't want that. Now we are we are praying. The man of God taught us something the last time that as the supernatural, as the realm of the supernatural, we we the last time the man of God distinguished between the the, the the man and the man of the angels. I hope we're here. The Ishman and the, the man of the angels, the man on the earth, the earthly man and the Ishman, the heavenly man and the 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 the, the heavenly man. So we have two men. Now we also learn from one exposition that every believer is born out of the supernatural into the supernatural to live in the supernatural. So that means the supernatural is actually our realm and last thursday yesterday we also got to know that one of the doorways to enter into the place is by speaking in the language of the spirit so right now we are going to do we are going to assess the doorway before the man of god takes over we are already in the spirit hallelujah you see one of the things that makes us not so if you are there talk to me one of the things that makes us not be able to engage is because most of the time before the man of god is moving we are now lacking behind but today, before the man of God takes over, we are already there. Somebody say, I'm already there. You are, we are praying in the language of the Spirit. We are praying in tongues for 10 minutes, continuous. And I want you to be very serious, very focused. Very, very focused. The atmosphere is really charged. It's, it's a very prophetic atmosphere. I don't want you to joke. If you are distracted, I can see. If you are not focusing, I can see. If, if other things, you see, you must put yourself in what you are doing. If you are praying, put yourself. Don't let your mouth be praying and your head is doing certain things. No, you cannot receive. You must be able to switch. Somebody say switch, switch, switch. It's time to switch. It's time to switch. It's time to switch. We are speaking in the language of the Spirit. This is something we've done over and over again. We are going to speak in the language of the Spirit and we are going to assess the supernatural. We are going to take charge of the supernatural. We are going to engage with heavenly beings. I see angels all over. I see a lot of releases. I see the heavens open and I see a lot of angels rushing right now. But I don't want you to just see it as, a, as an abstract thing, like somebody is telling you, but you are going to see it. You are going to experience it. It is going to come in your consciousness. Are you in church at all? So we are praying in the name of Jesus, the Father, even as I open up myself in prayer, even as I speak in the language of the Spirit, I enter the place of the Spirit. I take my seat in the spirit. I explore the heavenly beings. I explore the diversities. I explore the variations. I explore the various dimensions, even in the supernatural, even in the name of Jesus. I am not limited by my mind. I'm not limited by the body. Actually, the body itself is actually the house of the spirit. It's actually the manifestation of the spirit. The body is not something that is supposed to limit me to the access of the supernatural. But however, the body is actually the entrance point. Are we in church at all? That we enter into the place of the spirit. Even as we speak in the language of the spirit. Like we are not speaking the language of the spirit with our head we speak it 
we speak the language of the spirit with our body somebody say our body now our body our body our body the body is so special in the sight of god it is high time that we god begin to god gives us insight about what the body stands for our body is not something that is supposed to be a limitation as most of us have seen it but the body the body is actually the place of the manifestation the body is the doorway for the manifestation of the spirit the body is the house of the spirit the body is the temple of the spirit the body is the home of the spirit the body is the dwelling place of the spirit the body is the domicile is the habitation is the habitat is the place is the resident the address code for the spirit of god that is your body that means that anytime there's body the spirit of god wants to manifest he has to employ the body that is why when jesus christ was coming out of the grave the bible said that when the spirit of god quickened him Neither the body, the body that was dead, had to be quickened. Somebody say quickened, 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 quickened. God is quickening some bodies tonight. God is bringing some bodies on fire. God is putting some bodies on the altar. God is bringing the body back to shape. The world has made that understand. The world, the world has made us understand that the body is something that limits the flow of God. However, I see a people in the house who are going to use that same weapon. Somebody said that same weapon. The same weapon that the devil thought was good have brought us down. That's the same weapon that God is going to use tonight. Did you know that we don't pray in tongues in our soul? We don't pray in tongues with our spirit, but we pray in tongues with our mouth. When you are praying in tongues, you are using the part of the body to pray in tongues. Are we in church at all? When you are begin to pray in tongues you are using the body what does it mean it means that when i'm praying right as i'm speaking right now, i'm speaking with a part of my body when i begin to preach i'm preaching with a part of my body when i'm prophesying when i'm seeing god begin to employ the part of the body so the very part of the body that becomes a limitation as uh, in one sense becomes the very instrument of god and i see even in the spirit right now that god is taking charge of certain faculties of our body god is taking charge of our legs our ears our eyes our body our team our stomach every part of the body begin to be the house of god god is not dwelling in your head and he has left your leg god is not dwelling in your heart and has left your mouth every single moment every single part of your body is an instrument that comes together to form the house of god somebody say i'm the house of god my body is the house of god my body is the house of god that is why when you speak in tongues there's a building there's an edification that takes place in the body why because the body is the house of god are we in church at all and tonight god is coming to take us god is beginning to take us god is beginning to take us i see i see that people are coming up i see the people in their place and i see their spirit being energized and i see their body being quickened the body is so important to god you can never do anything without the body you can never express god without the body that is why even among the godhead there's a body <laughs> somebody's not in church at all even in the godhead there is a body when you go to when you go to heaven the bible said for there's one mediator between god and man the man jesus the bible didn't say jesus the bible said the man the man the man somebody talks to me say the man the man represent the bodily nature of man the man represent the earthly aspect of god so even among the godhead there's a man there's a man there is an expression why because that's why jesus christ is the, actually the expression of god jesus christ is the manifestation of god jesus christ is the explanation of god 
Jesus Christ is actually the exegesis of God. If you want to explain God in context, in, in, in content, in precept, in all the tests that we can talk about, that is Jesus Christ. Why? Because Jesus Christ is the body. Somebody say the body. And in the same way that Jesus Christ, who came to the earth and died and resurrected, also got a body. Now body is us. And the Bible said was so specific that the body of the spirit is the body of the spirit the house of the spirit is actually the body of man so the body of man is actually the house of the godhead now the godhead is dwelling inwardly in a man and that man is you that man is you that man is you that man is you so the body is not actually a limitation to the supernatural but the body actually is the doorway is the place where we engage with the supernatural where we come to the engagement are we in church at all where we come to where we have the communion we come Come to the place where there's that rubbing off there's a sharing there's a sharing there's a sharing let me tell you your fatness doesn't prevent you to access the supernatural your seamless does not access, limit limit you to access the supernatural is somebody in church at all your the, the, your stammering your stammering cannot stop you from accessing the supernatural is somebody in church at all your no matter your 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 cuteness your fair your your blackness no matter the the, the state of your body it does not let limit your assets why because the body is the house of the spirit the body is the house of the supernatural if you are looking for the home for the supernatural if somebody comes to town and say that i'm looking for the address of the supernatural god will mention the body of douglas god will mention the the, the body of rebecca the body of Pesla, the body of, of of eric the body of philip are we in church at all and i see even in this house god is employing the body to come to the place to the body is gaining its own weight the very identity of the body is coming back to shape. God is placing some people. And even as you are going to pray in the language of the Spirit, we are moving. So you are, when you begin to pray in the language of the Spirit, it's not like you are moving out of the body. <laughs> we are not astral projected. Somebody say, I am not an occultic man. We are not coming out of the body, but we will stay in the same body. We stay in the same body and we begin to quicken. We begin to activate. We begin to assess the Spirit. So let me tell you, actually your body, when you are feeling tired, it doesn't mean that you are having limitation in the Spirit. You see, that the devil has used so many things to, to sway our mind, to sway our mind out of the thing of the spirit and he has tried to focus our mind and realign our mind to the fact that the body becomes a limitation to the access of god but let me tell you let, let me tell you there's a difference between the flesh and the body somebody say the flesh and the body the body is not the flesh the flesh is not the body the body is the house of god but the flesh is an entity of god are we in church at all the flesh is the enemy the flesh deals with the concept of the of the things that bring god down but the body is talking about the house of god are we in church at all? So the body is the very house, it's the very domicile, it's a very residential place of the spirit. When God, the, when the Holy Ghost comes to town, when the Holy Ghost comes on the earth, let me tell you one thing: the Holy Ghost is not in heaven. Tell your neighbor that the Holy Ghost is not in heaven. After the after the day of Pentecost and the Holy Ghost descended on earth, he has been right here on the earth. He has just as Jesus Christ was literally living on the earth. That is how the Holy Ghost is literally living on the earth. But what let me tell you, the reason why people could were able to see Jesus was because he had the body. Somebody said the body. The reason why he could he could heal, the reason why he could die on the cross. Even Jesus Christ cannot die on the cross without the body. Are we in church at all? He needed the body in order to fulfill his assignment. He needed the 
the body to live in order to go to heaven that is why god is saying that even at this point in time the spirit of truth can never fulfill the agenda of the godhead without the employment of your body somebody say my body my body my body my body my body my body we are the body of the house of god we are the place that god resides we are the spirit we are the temple the body is not a weak thing the body is not a weak instrument the body is not an enmity of god uh, the body the body is not an enemy the body is not the limitation of god but the body is actually the house of god somebody say the house of god your intestine when i talk about the body i'm talking about your intestine i'm talking about your head i'm talking about your brain i'm talking about your eyes i'm talking about your mouth are we in church at all and i see even in the spirit right now that god is employing certain faculties of our being we are the resident of god the body is not there is the resident the paul was so specific paul was so emphatic that he said don't you know that your body is the temple of god don't you know the body is the spirit in the spirit it is the house of the spirit it's a tabernacle now the, the word temple has a connotation in the old testament which means tabernacle now the word tabernacle means to dwell the word tabernacle is not a dwelling you see tabernacle is not an assembly place somebody say it is not an assembly place it's not where tabernacle is not where we need to sing <laughs> I feel the oil of God already. I feel the mighty hand of the Spirit. I see a move of the Spirit. You see, tabernacle is not a place where we meet to sing. Tabernacle is not a place where we meet to clap our hands. Tabernacle is not a place where we come to burn offerings. No, but tabernacle is where there is a, there is a meeting between God and man. Tabernacle is where man comes to dwell and God comes to dwell. Tabernacle is where God finds his home <laughs> among men. So the Bible said in the book of John chapter 1 verse 14, for the, f- the word became flesh, the word took on flesh, the word flesh and dwelled among men. The word dwell is the Greek word tabernaculus, which means to take a place, to, to take a recession, to take an address. So God found a home in man and that man is Jesus and that man also died and found a home in man and that man again is you and I. So God is right now is using your body so actually your body is the meeting place of god and man god is at home man is at home let me tell you something your spirit is actually your real man and that real man is in your body can you do you know that do you know that that your spirit is in your body somebody talk to me that your spirit is in your body your spirit is in your body and this holy ghost is also in your body ah shagadagata what does it mean it means that your body becomes the meeting place of god and man the body becomes the meeting place where god commune with man and that god who has come even your body will not leave so it is a dwelling place the permanent dwelling of the Holy Ghost and the Spirit of man. And right now, that, the Bible said, he that is joined to the Lord is of one spirit. That means that when the God, when the Spirit of God and your human spirit comes together, they become one spirit. So when we enter into your body, we don't see people, we don't see two separate spirits, but we see one spirit. Are we in church at all? We see the communion, we see the oneness, we see the koinonia, we see the adelphos of the body. The Bible said, for we are adelphos, we are the brethren, which, which means that people from the same room we are coming from the same place our source is the spirit the same spirit that god raised christ with the same thing that we are having on our inside and right now even as we are about to pray in the language of the spirit we are going to pray in tongues for one ten minutes up to one one o'clock and we are going to pray let me tell you you are not praying in tongues because you are in your body <laughs> somebody say it's not because i'm in your body you are not going to pray in tongues because you think that the body can limit you no but the reason why you are praying in tongues is because you have to employ the the the, the Somebody said the integration. <laughs> 
the, the mathematician will say integration and permutation. You have to combine certain variables in order to form something. The scientists will say we have to mix some chemicals. We are mixing, we are neutralizing certain systems. We are putting certain systems in their stabilized concept so that we can be able to articulate and assess the dimensions and the innumerable proportions in the Godhead. And even as we begin to pray in the spirit, wherever you are beginning to open your mouth, even as we pray in the spirit, we enter, we enter, we enter, we enter, we enter. We are not entering. When I say enter, don't get me wrong that you are out. No, you are already in the spirit. <laughs> when I say enter, I mean, Assess, assess, receive, lay your hands on something in the spirit, begin to be conscious. And now we are entering to the place of the angelic. I assess, we lay hands of the angels, we lay hands of the powers of the angels. The man of God taught us the last time that anywhere a wind is blowing, it means there is an angel there. Can you feel the wind of God in your room? Can you feel the wind of God on your bed? Can you feel the wind of God or around you? Then it means that there's an angelic that are flowing around you. All you need is begin to assess them. Lift up your voice in tongues right now, right now, right now, right now, right now. I assess in the name of Jesus. Ibana, <laughs> <laughs> 
Come on, enter, enter, enter. I see special release my Rosimano <laughs> Belonti Jabalanda Ah Rasana Balabala Balaba Sayate Bikunin Jenaha Kudibakapa Kulebeshine E Lazada Belendo Logosaya Oh Zabalaba Sataba Surando Shate Ah La Gazayata Belegada Belatushata Belonda Belonda De Belende Gata Oh Jesus Sikizan was Rodozolo Man, it is 
I don't know why I understand that most of us we have had a lot of teachings, we have had a lot of concepts that has actually um, 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 limited the access of the mind. There's one that I want you to understand that when you when you read the Bible, when you read the Bible, when you read the Bible, the Bible said your body is the temple. The Bible didn't say your eyes. <laughs> the Bible didn't say your ears. <clears throat> the Bible didn't say your nose. The Bible didn't specify a part of your body. Listen to me. The Bible said your body. So even your intestine. It's part of the component of the dwelling place of the spirit. You see, you see, we have, we have. So, some of us we think that oh, assessing the spirit is something that we only need the eyes. We have the, the ears. Though we have the five senses in the in the body, which which helps us to move. However, it does it. It's not limited to the five senses. The five senses is just an aspect of the manifestation of the body. Are we in church at all? So. <laughs> the Holy Ghost can employ even, even your spinal cord. <laughs> mm. The Holy Ghost can employ, excuse you to say, even your buttocks. <laughs> the Holy Ghost can even employ the jaw. <laughs> Every member of the body is the composite state of the dwelling place of the spirit. There's no exception. There's no limitation. Don't create limit in your head. Stop limiting yourself. Somebody say no limit. 
no limit. There's no limit. There is no limit. There's no hindrance. The power that we have is a surpassing power. The Bible said in the book of Ephesians chapter 1 that let for the greatness of his power, the surpassing greatness of his power, according to the working of his mighty strength. It's a serious thing. The surpassing greatness. The way greatness is the Greek word megaton, which means it's, it's a weapon that was used in the olden days for explosive warfare. In the sense that after it has exploded at a place, after 100 years, you will still go there and see the effect. That's the power that's on your inside, my brother. That's the power that's on your, on your inside. We call it the surpassing. The surpassing means it is, it is without boundary. You see, no matter the length of the wall, it cannot limit it. It is surpassing. It is exceeding. The word surpassing, the Greek means overboard. Somebody say overboard. So no matter the length of, of the limitation, the power still goes above it. <laughs> so there's no there's no point in time that the limitation will meet the power. Somebody say never. Because the power itself is overboarding in itself. Excuse me to say it's exceeding in itself. It is not limited. It is not limited. It's not limited. Somebody say, I'm not limited tonight. Even as the man of God is about taking over, somebody, I'm not limited. I'm not limited. You are praying the spirit. We are engaging that I'm, I break limits. I'm not limited. I'm not limited by sight. I'm not limited by ears. I'm not limited by food. I'm not limited by light. I'm not limited by uh, whether I'm hungry, whether I'm, I'm feeling thirsty, whether I feel like urinating. I'm not limited. I am not limited. I am not limited. I am not limited. I have full access. I have full control. I have full engagement. I have full exploration. There's no limit. There's no. There's no limit. I. I. I, I go far as far as the spirit goes. <laughs> I have no limit. Begin to pray in the spirit and declare. I have no limit. I have no limit. Shada gada Go far. Go far. No limit. No limit.
Yeah, we thank God for, for tonight. It's it's powerful. The man of God is ready. 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 If you are ready, somebody say, I am ready. Somebody say, I'm ready. I'm ready. Somebody say, I'm ready. Somebody say, I'm ready. Somebody say, I'm ready. Somebody say, I'm ready. Somebody, if you are ready, shout glory, 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 glory. Shout glory, shout glory. Shout glory, glory. So we are registering ourselves in the spirit. You post your name and, and, and your location. You post your name and your location and you, 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 you tell us your name, your location, and you add, welcome, prophet of God. Even as we welcome the prophet of God, even as we welcome the prophet of God, even as we welcome Thank the prophet you, of God, Jesus. man of God, you are welcome. Prophet Virtue, you are welcome. You. Yeah, God bless you. God bless you for coming around. It's another season. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Yeah, this can take over. So you post your name and where you are coming from, then you welcome the prophet of God. It's something we are all doing. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Praise Jesus. I want you to open your mouth and begin with speaking tongues. Begin with speaking tongues. Man Dolomo, Sabadianta, Zigaragada Kambo, Mambalalama Sandarahate. 
Febrando, Sifre Ketegrebe Gebe Sadahaya, Libaranda Santele Grandinios, Sadagada Badaba, Sadaga Rabakasa, Sebede Gede Sadagada. The supply of the spirit. The Bible mm. said there will be the supply of the spirit of Christ. Mandada Shadeketon supply of Christ in the name of Jesus. Supply of the spirit of Christ in the name of Jesus. Mandolomosa. Let there be the supply of the Spirit of Christ in the name of Jesus. Mola Kran Telegrebegebe Sabadabahate. Mola Frande Sikrendegebe. Lubaradabadabadaba Sabadakrahata. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. If you can hear me, I just want you to shout Amen. Shout Amen. Shout Amen. I just want you to know that today is going to be another day that the Lord has made. Today is going to be an awesome moment in the presence of God where we are going to learn by the Spirit of God. We are going to know new things. And as we buckle and we begin to run, just know that the grace of God is available for us to attain higher heights. And even as we understand the realm of the, of the angelic, God by grace will cause his angels to constantly be working on our matter. If you believe that, I want you to shout and rejoice in the name. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I want us to go straight into the Word and we pray. Today we'll be praying more. So, if you don't have water with you, I want you to get water. We'll be praying more. You are tired. You sip the water, then you continue to pray. Hallelujah. If you can hear me, I just want you to type, I, I hear you. O sacra di gabala gaba, sabada crandi gibiate, li pala bambus, li varada babaha. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I remember last week, I touched a little on the angelic. I spoke about the fact that Adam was there of the earth who was the custodian of the earth and he was unable to establish the kingdom to extend the glory of the Lord or to be an extension of the kingdom or the government of God and the glory of God into the other parts of the earth he failed in his assignment and by so doing God had to build in another man so the Bible said that the first man was a living soul the last man, the last Adam was a quickening spirit. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> Praise the Lord. Yeah, so we dealt with that. With that. 
establish the kingdom of God on the earth, he was supposed to have extended the glory of the Lord to be revealed in all creation, but he lost the mandate. So the mandate was given to Jesus. Adam had the dominion and the birthright, and Adam was unable to contain the birthright, so he disposed it off as a result of his fall. And you realize from the time of Adam to the time of Jacob, the birthright was boxed in one. It was during the days of Jacob where he split the birthright into two, where he gave the rulership or the dominion mandate to Judah, and he gave, he gave the fruitfulness mandate to Joseph. This is just a recap of what we did the last time. Then I talked about how that Jesus came in for the dominion mandate after the order of Judah from the tribe of Judah because of his relationship with David who was his father so when you read the word of God the Bible said in the book of John and the Bible said in the book of Romans chapter 1 when you read scripture you realize that the word of God talks about Paul where he said that Paul a servant of Jesus Christ called to be an apostle separated unto God praise the Lord called to be an apostle separated unto the gospel of God. When we read the verse 2, the Bible said that of the things which have been promised aforetime by the holy prophets, which had been revealed in the scripture. Then, he goes on to say that Jesus was of the flesh according to the household of David. Praise the Lord. According to the household of David. So it means that Jesus came from the loins of David. When the Bible said in the book of Isaiah chapter 11, the Bible said that a rod shall come from the stem of Jesse. That rod spoke of Jesus. Then I made emphasis on the fact that in the second appearance, in his first appearance, he appeared from the tribe of the, the, the tribe of Judah. But in the second appearance, he will appear from the tribe of Joseph. That is to say, concerning the fruitfulness mandate, he will appear as one that is of the household of Joseph in order to take up the fruitfulness mandate. So in his first appearing, he appears from the tribe of Judah to take the dominion. So right now, we have back the dominion. He has given us a dominion mandate. But in his second appearing, he will come from the household of Joseph in order to take the fruitfulness mandate. So you realize that the fruitfulness mandate has to do with the conquering and getting sons into the kingdom, the maturing of the sons of God into the kingdom of God. So the Bible said that Joseph had his garments dipped in blood when the brothers betrayed him. And the same is said of Jesus in the book of Revelation chapter 19. The Bible said that he that is seated on the horse has a vesture and it was written the word of God. And the Bible said that that vesture was dipped in blood. So Jesus in his appearance in, his appearance in glory, you realize that he is one that has his garment also dipped in blood. Speaking of one and the same thing about the order of Joseph. Hallelujah. That was all I talked about. Then I talked about the fact that in the angelic, they are men. Where the Bible said in Daniel chapter 9, verse 21, where the Bible said that the man Gabriel, when you look at the word man there, it speaks of Ish. Adam is of the earth, Adam, that is Adama. Then you realize that angels are not Adama, they are Ish. They are of another kind. Then you remember, I also touched on the fact that according to the book of Genesis chapter 6, you realize that the Bible said that when the sons of God, then it brings us to the place of the sons of God, 
The Bible said that when the sons of God were gathered in heaven, Satan also found himself there. Then I asked this person, so if scripture says that the sons of God were gathered and Satan also appeared, does it mean that Satan was also a son? And Billy Nichols. That one we talk about it another time. Then you realize that in the angelic, they were called the sons of God. But you realize that we are also called the sons of God. What is the difference? The Bible said that we are the begotten sons. When we say we are begotten, it means that God has given birth to us. As the same way Jesus was begotten by the Father. We are also begotten by birth. We are begotten. How were we born? We were born as we accepted Jesus as our Lord and personal Savior. It is the same principle where Zacchaeus asked Jesus, How can a man, how can a man be born again? Should you go back into the mother's womb to be born twice? That was his concept. And Jesus had to come in and say that to be born of spirit and to be born of water. That's another subject we deal with it another time. But you realize that we are begotten by the word of God. The Bible said that Paul comes in and said that, For you are my children, I have begotten you by the gospel. So we were given back to by the word of God. Praise the Lord. How were you giving back to? You were giving back by the preaching of the word where you gave yourself to Jesus. The Bible said that with the mouth you confess that Jesus is Lord. That was what got you born again. You were born from above. The Bible said that one that is born again means to be born from above. That is an offense to be born from above. So we are begotten by the word. I spoke about the fact that the angels were the sons of God. We are also the sons, but the difference is we are the begotten sons. Then you realize in scripture where the Bible said in the book of Genesis chapter 6, where the sons of God saw that the daughters of men, the daughters of men were, were Adama, the daughters of men. So you understand that that fall or that angel that lost their first estate, according to Jude chapter 1 verse 6, the angels that did not remain in their first estate, that left their own dominion or habitation, those were the angels that also happened. They realized that there is the fall, there is the first fall that happens in Revelation chapter 4, which has to do with the uh, Lucifer convincing and receiving the third stars of heaven and he came down to the earth. As at that time, when that fall came, Adam was not created, Adam was not around, but there was the earth. And there were there were nations, there were people actually that inhabited that earth. And we'll talk about it some other time. Probably today I'll touch a little on it when. And I delve into matters of spiritual marriage and I talk about how angels took men and the daughters of men as wives and these things. When I begin to delve into that matter, you will understand how that the world that was, was destroyed as a result of the fierce anger of God and that the earth that was inhabited by the sons of God, the creation of angels, was broken down in pieces and the earth had to be recreated again. So you realize in the book of Genesis, and chapter 1 verse 1, in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, or the earth became form and void. You realize that Genesis chapter 1 verse 1, God created the heavens and the earth, Genesis chapter 1 verse 2, and the earth became void. And please, are you, are you paying attention? Are you listening to me? If you are here, just shout Amen or Hallelujah. Let me feel, let me see your presence, or let me feel your presence, let me feel you here, yes. I hope you are paying attention. I'm taking you guys somewhere. Mulada Brando, Sifra Kata. Likata Dada Bahashe. Likuta Brandios. Likula Brando, Mosimbra Hakata. Speak in the language of the Spirit, yes. So, in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. 
God created the heavens and the earth. Now, when you go to verse 2, the Bible said that, and the earth became, other verses will say, and the earth was void. And the earth was without form. Now, understand that in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Please understand that the earth and heaven that God created, it was without, it was with form, sorry. It was with form. The earth had form. The earth had form. Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. That earth that God created speaks of the original creation. It speaks of, of the original creation. When you come to verse 2, he said that, and the earth was without form and void. Meaning there was chaos. Something has happened that led the earth that was created in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. Something has happened that had rendered or made the earth to be without form and also void. Praise the Lord. And the Bible said that darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved, up, uh, moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light. Praise the Lord. The light that God called was not the sun, was not the moon. They were not the luminaries because prior to that, that the luminaries had not been created. You realize that the luminaries were created later on, I think, on the fourth day. So, what light did God call into being? That light was called the cosmic light. It was the light that brought life into the air. Why do I say that? Anytime there was darkness, there was light that brought life. What is the significance and the meaning of that light? The Bible said, John chapter 1, verse 1, in the beginning was the word, and the word was the God, verse 2. And the word, in the beginning was the word, and the word was the God, and the word was God. Praise the Lord. That light was life. In the beginning was the word, and the word was the God. And the word was God. <laughs> I want somebody to know today we are going somewhere. John chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was nothing made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in darkness, and darkness comprehended it not. In him was life, and that life was the light. Praise the Lord. That light that God called in the book of Genesis chapter 1 verse 3 was called the cosmic light. And that light was life. It brought life back to the earth. Praise the Lord. That light existed. Even before the sun and the moon and the stars, the luminaries were created. And when a man finds this light, which is not merely the sun, but when the man finds this light, which is the cosmic light, that man comes into contact with Christ. That man comes into contact with the being, the supreme boss, the one that created the whole universe. I want to announce to you, there is a light that is waiting for somebody. There is a light that is being thrown in your life. It does not matter the darkness that is in your life. Today we just pray that let the cosmic light of God, the light that caused the things that were in darkness, that were filled with death, to come back to life. 
I prophesy and I declare over your life you can pray with me on this matter. I declare that any death thing in your life, by the light which is the cosmic light, which is Christ, let that death thing come back to life in the name of the Lord Jesus. If anybody is even here listening to me, I declare that if your financial life is dead, <laughs> the Bible said that then God said, let there be light and there was life and there was life on the earth. I declare that if your finances is there in the name of the Lord Jesus, I command that let the light shine in your finances in the name of Jesus. Begin to see it return back to life in the name of the Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Mandala Basha. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Is it better now? Okay. Okay. So in Genesis, that is what happened. I'm, I'm already excited. I don't know where to pass. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I don't know where to pass. All right. But we are going somewhere. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I pray for all trans in the name of Jesus. So you realize in the book of Genesis, when, as I'm saying, I'm talking about the original creation, which is in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Verse 2, there was chaos. There was a problem. God had to solve that problem. And the process of God solving that problem was what we see in creation. Then God said, let's, let's go through creation. I'm just reading scripture. Now, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light that it was good. Thank you, Lord. And God called the light day and darkness night. In the evening and the morning were the first day. And God said that let there be the firmament in the midst of the waters and let it divide the waters above and the waters below. And God made the firmament to divide the waters which were above and the waters below. Yes. And God called the firmament heaven. And the evening and the morning were the second day. And God said that let the waters that are gathered together on drive um, on one place, let that place and let the dry land appear. It was so. And God called the dry land earth and the gathering of the waters cease. And God said, let the earth bring forth grass and all the yielding fruits. Hallelujah. So you realize in Genesis chapter 1 verse 1, original creation, chaos comes in. God steps in in order to solve the chaos. Then he begins to tell the earth to reproduce. Tell the waters to reproduce. Then creates the sun. Hallelujah. When you go to the book of Genesis chapter 2 verse 4, Genesis chapter 2 verse 4, the Bible says, These are the generations of the heavens and of the earth. When they were created, in the day the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. Listen to that scripture very well. He said that these are the generations of the heavens. These are the generations of the heavens. To so understand that, the heavens has generations. 
He wouldn't talk about the generations of the heavens. He would talk about it some other time. He said that these are the generations of the heavens and the earth. When they were created, in the day the Lord God made the earth and the heavens, you realize that when you compare this scripture to Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, you realize that it's there's a problem somewhere. What is the problem? The Bible said in Genesis 1 1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. You realize that in the original creation, the heavens were first created and the earth was also created. But in the in the second, I don't want to say second creation, but in the in the recreation or in the in the in God solving the problem of the earth, the earth has to come first, then the heavens second. Why do I say that? He said that these are the generations of the heavens and the earth when they were created. So when it comes to Genesis chapter one, verse one, in the beginning God created heavens and the earth. So you realize that. God created heavens and the earth in Genesis chapter 2 verse 4. The creation of the heavens and the earth, it was original. But when there was a problem, the Bible said that in the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens, but in the original creation, the heavens were made before the earth. But in the recreation, in God solving the problem of the earth, the heaven, sorry, the earth had to come first and the earth had to come second. Why? The problem was with the earth. The problem was not with the heavens. In God solving the problem of the earth, the earth had to come in first. So he said that in the day the Lord God made the earth. But according to Genesis chapter 1 verse 1, you realize that the heavens were first made. On the principle of creation, you realize that the Bible said that the heavens were first created and the earth. But on the principle of the recreation and solving the problem which existed in Genesis chapter 1 verse 2, God had to bring the earth first, then the heavens second. Now, let me take it further. What made the earth chaos? What made the earth chaotic? What made the earth empty and void? You wouldn't understand this verse of scripture until you go into the book of Jeremiah, chapter the number 4, verse 23 downwards. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Are you there? supplying me the scriptures please hurry up okay go to verse 22 start from 22 i want you to enjoy yourself today we are not in a rush to be in here jeremiah 4 yes we are we are about dealing with the spiritual mind okay for my people is foolish and they have not known me they are Sottish children, new foolish children, they have none understanding, they are wise to do evil, but to do good, they have no knowledge. Now, listen to the book of Genesis in the book of Jeremiah right now. He said that I beheld the earth, and lo, it was without form and void, and the heavens they had no light. I beheld the mountains, and lo, they trembled, and the hills moved moved lightly. 
I beheld and lo, there was no man, and all the beds of the heavens were fled. Can you continue for me with that scripture? Mandala, go to verse 26. Thank you, Lord Jesus. The Lord is our strong tower. Okay. And I beheld, lo, the fruitful place was a wilderness, and all the cities thereof were broken down at the presence of the Lord by his fierce anger. For thus said, for thus had the Lord said, The whole land shall be desolate, and I will make I will not yet will I not make a few end. So you realize that. As um, Jeremiah also borrowed what was in Genesis chapter 1, verse 2. Well, Jeremiah also saw that the earth was without form and void. And Jeremiah explains what actually happens in Genesis chapter 1, verse 2. He tells us what actually happens. What then does he say? He comes in to say that I beheld the earth and lo, it was without form and void. Exactly the same as Genesis chapter 1, verse 2. And he said that, and the heavens have no light. Exactly. I beheld the mountains, so it means that in that particular dispensation there were mountains, and said that no, they trembled and they moved. <laughs> the mountains have the ability to move. The Bible said that if you have faith like a, a mustard seed, you will tell the mountain to move into the ocean, <laughs> and they will move. It was just, it was not just by a mere talk. It was something that had already happened in scripture. The mountains moved, and the Bible said that they trembled. He said, I beheld and no, there was no man. So it means that for the time that he stood, looking at the visions and starting to give us the utterances and the communication of the vision that God has given him, he said that, and I beheld and there was no man. Meaning that man existed in that particular dispensation. But as he was on the process of looking at the vision, all the men began to perish. And he said that all the beds of the heavens were flared. Meaning that there were beds in that particular dispensation. Praise the Lord. He said that the fruitful place was a wilderness and the cities thereof were broken down at the presence of the Lord. He said that the fruitful place, understand that the earth was created in Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 to be fruitful and to be habitual. That is to say, to be habited by men. But prior to that, something happened. When that thing happened, the earth became chaotic. The mountains moved, the bears flew away. He said that the fruitful place, the earth was created to be fruitful. And that fruitful place became the wilderness, exactly what was happening in Genesis chapter 1, verse 2. That earth became desolate. That earth became a wilderness. It was first created fruitful, but because of the anger of God that was exacted upon the earth by the breaking of the earth into the waters so when you go to second peter chapter 3 verse 5 the bible said that he saw the heavens of old and the earth standing in water and out of water meaning that the earth was broken down into the waters praise the lord broken into the waters so that earth became the earth that was created fruitful that earth became a wilderness it became a desolated area when life could not live. So God comes in by light. Then he begins to recreate that which was original. He begins to solve and fix the problem of the earth, which was first created fruitful. But because of a certain thing that had happened on the earth, which had brought chaos to the earth, God had to now solve the issue. Then he comes in and tells Adam that replenish. Re means again. 
replenish means refill the earth again. Other versions you say you said that replenish and fill the earth. Remains again. So if God wanted Adam to fill the earth as the first man who lived on the surface of the earth, and this time around, when I say the first man, I'm not talking in context of the Adamic. The first man talking about the first individual that ever existed on the earth. If Adam was the only man that had ever ever walked upon the earth during his during his <laughs> let me put it this way so that you understand when God told Adam to replenish the earth it means that fill the earth again why should he fill the earth again it means that the earth already for some time back there were men who need on the earth but they are no more but i want you to redo it again redo it again you can open that scripture where the bible said that replenish the earth be fruitful and multiply you can get me that scripture monta pendele grando silva ikuntebre ikulibrahada and God said that be fruitful, multiply, and replenish. Be fruitful, multiply, and replenish, and subdue it. Replenish. Replenish. That is to say, replenish again. Praise the Lord. Do it again. Refill the air. Hallelujah. Listen, this Bible that you are carrying. God, he chooses his words. He knows what he's doing. Praise the Lord. Replenish means to refill, to renew, to supply again. Praise the Lord. Now, that was what happened. But, so what did Jeremiah see that he was talking about? What was actually existing on the earth? What was actually existing in that dispensation? He said that the cities, he was and all the cities were no more. So there were cities. Who built the cities? Praise the Lord. Moka Sabahatate. And this is talking about something that happened before Adam. So the men that lived existed in that particular time, they were not Adamic. So when you read the word of God, eh, the Bible said that, and God said, let us make man. When you look at the meaning of the word make, it speaks of Asael, A-S-A-H. It means let us appoint man. Let us appoint man. <laughs> let us appoint man. Let us advance man. Understand that Adam was an advancement. Adam was an advancement. So is Christ an advancement of Adam. Adam was an advancement of the man that was. And he was the one that was chosen. <laughs> the Bible said that before I knew thee, before I found thee, I already knew thee. And he said that let us make man. Let us appoint man. Let us advance man. God already had a preconceived knowledge about who man was and he chose man. He said that let us choose man. Let us appoint. 
You are appointed into an office. That is how come the Bible said, according to the book of Ephesians chapter 1 verse 4, he said that even as he has chosen us in him before the foundations of the world, we were chosen in him before the world was ever made. We were appointed into an office. Praise the Lord. Lokradika. When it comes to the angels, I'll come back to what I'm talking about. I just want to build blocks. These are foundational blocks. Praise the Lord. Have you ever asked yourself, you know, when I was a child and we were growing up in the things of God at, um, um, at, um, at um, Sunday school, do you realize I had questions? Then I'll go, I'll walk to my teacher and I'll ask my teacher, uh, if Adam and Eve were the only people who were around, when Cain killed his brother Abel, where did he go and marry? Who was the woman he married? <laughs> then we realize in scripture, the Bible said that when they sinned and God drove them out of the east, the Bible did not say they went to the west. The Bible said that they progressed further into the east. Understand that the beginning of man started in the east. The appearing of man started in the east. The Bible said that and God planted a garden in the east of Eden. Understand that Adam, when he was okay, let me take it, let me take it slowly. Understand that when Adam was created and formed by God, he was not placed directly into the garden until God had created the garden for him. So the Bible said, when God created, the last time I said that creation deals with the spirit, when the spirit was created and the body had to be formed, the body had to do with tangibility, materialism, in that Adam, when he was created, he was created spirit. But for him to have expression, the Bible said that God had to form the man from the dust of the ground and breathe the spirit that he had created into the clay for the clay to become what a living soul and the bible said that and god and the and the lord god planted a garden in the east of Eden. there he put man whom he had formed so understand that when god created when god created man spiritual when god created man that man was not walking around though that man was that man was in god because god had to release the spirit that he had created <laughs> That's how come the Bible said that and God breathed into man and man became what a living soul. So that spirit that was created was breath. Now your whole let me put it that way. It was breath. And that breath was not outside God. That breath was in God. That is how come we can say that man is a particle of God. Man is a particle of God. Man is a particle of God. Man has his DNA in God. The DNA of man, God the inside. Hallelujah. And the Bible said that God now took the man that he had formed. The man that he formed was not in the Garden of Eden, which was in the east. No, he wasn't there. But the Bible said that and the good Lord and the, and the Lord God planted the garden in the east of Eden, and there he put man who he had formed. So it means that prior to man finding himself in the east and prior to one finding himself in the east he was not in the east it was after god had planted a garden in the east that was when he took the man he had formed that he had sprinted into into that garden so understand that god created man outside the east but the beginning of the life of man started in the east which was in the garden have you forgotten that the bible said that god calls himself calls himself a son 
when you read the book of Psalms, the Bible said that for God is a sun and a shield. For God is a sun and a shield. And the Bible said that from the rising of the sun to its going down, from the rising of the sun to its going down, where, is, where does the sun rise from? You realize that the sun rises from the east. Man began his journey from the east. The sun rises from the east. God calls himself the son of righteousness. He starts from the east. What does the east speak of? The Bible said that when Jesus was born, the wise men from the east, they were called the Magi. They came in with gifts. They came from the east. The east, eh, the east is actually connected to people that are enlightened. People that have their source from the sun, which is the light. That is how come Christianity is not a Western religion, as though even though the Europeans are the people who are trying to make us think they brought Christianity to us, Christianity is not a, West, a Westernized religion. It is Eastern. We hail from the East, but understand that even though man started from the East, his journeys was toward a particular direction. He started his journey from the East, but he did. I don't know i don't know how to say it he started his journey from the east but he was going to a particular place <laughs> amazing this god is is an awesome god man began from the east <laughs> he began from the east so the bible said that when Adam and Eve, they fell. The Bible said that God drove them away from the garden. You know why God brought um, a cherub and a flaming sword to guard the tree of life? You realize that in the garden of Eden, there were three trees. The Bible speaks of the tree that was good for food, number one. The Bible speaks of the tree of life, number two. And the Bible speaks of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, number three. Now, the tree that was given for food, it was for food. The tree of life was supposed to have given man life. So the Bible said in the book of the book of and the book of the revelation of Jesus concerning him that overcomes, I think it's in verse 4. He said that he that overcomes, I will give unto him the tree of life. You get it? So Adam was supposed to have mastered the tree of life. He was supposed to have eaten the tree of life in order to gain mastery over life. So the Bible said that Jesus comes in and said that I am the way, the truth, and the life. Adam was supposed to have mastered life, but Adam did not master life. Adam mastered, <laughs> he went to eat of another fruit. So the Bible said that the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat. In the day that you eat it, something will happen. And then Satan comes in at, by the means or by the instruments of serpents. And why did Satan appear by the instrument of a serpent? That one we are going to talk about it is very interesting. You can get me that scripture. In the day you eat of that tree, you shall surely die. The surely there means muth and muth, M-G-W-T-H-S. Muth, die, also means muth. So Adam had to die two kinds of death. You shall surely die. They are, the, you shall surely die. The surely is interpreted as death in Hebrew, and the die is also interpreted as death in Hebrew. So it means that Adam died two kinds of death. He died spiritually and died physically. Adam was immortal when he was created. He was not susceptible to death. He was not supposed to die. He was supposed to live because God does not die. He was supposed to live. 
life forevermore. But because of that, Adam, because of the sin, Adam ate of the fruit. He died spiritually and died physically. Now, the body of Adam became the authority of his life, and the body, as it grows per day, it becomes weaker and weaker and grows towards death. Adam was not supposed to have died. Adam was created immortal. He had the life of God. But when he ate the fruit, he died spiritually and died physically. Spiritually, he died. His connection with God broken. Physically, he had to go to the grave. Adam had the life of God in him. The tree of life was there for Adam to consume. The Bible said that you shall eat of any of the trees here, but the one in the midst, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, I'm still waiting for that scripture, you shall not eat. In the day you eat it, you will die. Then the devil comes in and tells them by the instrument of a serpent, and it is, thank you Lord Jesus, man dolomoka. The enemy knew the kind of instrument he was supposed to have operated with. Why didn't he appear as a donkey? Why didn't he appear as a giraffe or a lion? But he appeared as a serpent. Why serpent? So it means that he had the ability to mutate, in other words, to turn itself into a particular kind of animal that he chose to be a serpent, five serpent. By the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat, for the day that you eat of it, you shall die. But you realize that the Bible did not tell Adam not to eat of the tree of life. The instructions were specific. You are not supposed to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. You ate it and you died. Then the Bible said that for one has become one of us, knowing good and evil. He ate of a tree. And the Bible said that man has become like one of us, knowing good and knowing evil. Good and evil, they have the same root. They are one and the same tree. <laughs> the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, they are one, one and the same tree. They have one root. He said a man has become like one of us. Knowing good and knowing evil. And somebody will say that God. Hmm. The Bible said that, and God, you know that God created evil spirit. The Bible said that, sorry, God created evil. The Bible said that God is, I think it's in the book of Isaiah. The Bible said that God created evil. He created evil. Have you forgotten that the Bible said that when an evil, God sent an evil spirit to torment soul. Then David will go and pray the heart and he will deliver. Listen, God is a master. He knows what he's doing. He said that all things were created for his pleasure. Why is it that God knows that Adam and Eve will fall? Then he also planted the tree for them to fall. That's one of the questions we ask ourselves. Um, another time we delve into matters concerning the trees. Then we see what to do. He said, I form light. I create darkness. I make peace. I create evil. Appropriation. I make peace. I create evil. Have you forgotten that the Bible said that when God called the light that let there be light, He said that and it was good. So God created good light. He said that I create evil too. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So man started from the east. And in the east, you realize in the garden, the Bible said that God brought two angels to guard the tree of life. 
two angels to guard the tree of life. And the two angels that guard, listen, everything we want to understand is already in the, in the garden. We want to understand the concept of angels. It starts from the garden. We want to understand. Praise the Lord. Are you listening? Are you there? Can you hear me? In everything we want to talk about is already in the garden. We are going to talk about specific identities that were revealed in the book of Genesis concerning the garden. I, w- I wouldn't be off, then I'll close. There was a tree guarded by cherubims and a flame of fire. I'm sorry, a, flame, a flaming sword. And there was a serpent that beguiled the woman. Praise the Lord. In the angelic, pay attention to me clearly. What I'm, go- what, what I'm actually starting to talk about, I'm now touching on what I want to talk about. It, will, it has the ability to change your life around, to transform your life. Yes, to transform your life. When you understand the movement and the dealings of angels, it makes your life simple. You don't struggle in life. I pray the Lord, cause us to walk in this angelic dimension. Cause us to walk into this dimension. <laughs> For the angels are men. Man, Hallelujah. Yeah, Hallelujah. Is that way there? Hallelujah. Yeah, so um, our session, this session is about ending. We are going to start the new one. And um, I I want you right now to begin to pray in the spirit, wherever you are. Even as the man of God, zoom into the main subject. He said that the dealings of angels make life easier. Even as you're about entry, I want you to stay in the spirit, begin to pray in the Holy Spirit that may the Holy Ghost take you deeper. Even as we restart and join the next session, I want you to begin to pray in the Holy Spirit, spirit wherever you are. Don't mess it, stay wherever you are and just pray in the spirit. Pray in the spirit. Come on, pray in the spirit. 